We know why there's a gender imbalance in Australian workplaces, everything from a lack of childcare and inflexible hours to outright harassment in some cases. And in some industries, the gender gap is actually getting worse, not better. So on International Women's Day, we thought we'd break down what it takes to get more women into two traditionally very male-dominated industries. Joining me is Christina Yakupis, who's a civil engineer and the chair of the National Association of Women in Construction, and Jessie McCorkle, who is the first-year mechanical automotive apprentice, and they're both um, joining us on RM Breakfast. Welcome to both of you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much for joining us. Christina, I'm going to start with you. The construction industry is one of the worst offenders on gender equality. Men overwhelmingly make up the workforce and the gender pay gap has actually increased over the last seven years, which seems like counter to the direction you'd expect it to be moving in. Why? Oh, look, I think there are a lot of factors, but everything comes back to the culture of the industry. There's um, this ingrained... Um, mindset of a lot of the people who've been around for a long time that's really hard to change and to shake. Um, and I, I just think that while um, while actually attraction to the industry for women is is on the rise slowly, the retention piece isn't doing too well. So we, we are starting to get more women in, but we're just not uh, keeping them. That's really interesting. So more women putting their hand up saying, yep, we'll try that out. What happens when they get there? What has your own experience been? Uh, look, every industry has its challenges and construction definitely does as well. Um, you know, long hours are, are the norm, although there are a lot of businesses and a lot of work sites and a lot of um, just organisations, I guess, who are trying to shift that, who are trying to do better to improve it. But long work hours is a difficult one to get by. Um, access to childcare is another one um, that doesn't necessarily align with the um the construction work hours and for families. Um, so I think just those sorts of challenges can make it quite difficult. There, There's a pipeline of young women coming into construction now, as you say, more people, more women um, taking an interest. The Housing Industry Association says there's double the number of female apprentices compared to just three years ago. So that sounds really promising. So they're in and they're, they're freshly in. What do you need to do to retain them? I think just making the industry a bit more friendly and supportive, um, making sure that uh, men are on board as well in supporting the the females. I mean, the statistics also show that once you hit uh, 30% um, of females within an organisation, the business benefits. The business benefits with a better better culture, um, better profits as well, which is great for a business. Um, But it's just getting to that point. So I think that once some of those cultural issues that already exist or have existed forever uh, are shifted and adjusted, and that needs to come from management, from the top down, implementing real change, bringing the women in, making sure that they're comfortable, um, that you know bullying is definitely not tolerated, that that's nipped in the bud if, if it does exist. Um, the pay gap, that needs to be addressed. There are a lot of businesses who have assessed where their pay gap's sitting at and have set real targets to eliminate to eliminate that. Um, just, yeah, those sorts of changes will help in increasing that retention piece. Jessie, I want to bring you in. You're just at the start of your career and you're the only woman in your workshop of nearly 20 mechanics, so just you and the rest are blokes. What's that like? 
honestly, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I was expecting a lot worse when I first started, but I'm not treated any different as a female. But I do get comments outside of work about how it must have been scary to start as a female or asking why I would want to be a female in a male trade. How do you answer them? Um, well, I don't see it as a male trade. I see it as something that I'd like, I'm wanting to do and just a career option, not something that only a male can do. Yeah, well, I think that's absolutely right. You, you kept, But you went in with low expectations and yet you still wanted to do it. What were you most worried about? Um, as a very young female in a male and adult place, it wasn't just going into an adult workshop, it was going to a male workshop. So it was definitely a big change from high school, but I, I love it. It's great. But obviously, I mean, you know, you don't want to probably um, name and shame anyone, but you're working with all these blokes. What are the sort of more subtle things that have happened that you've, uh, you've had to deal with in terms of expectations and your treatment? Um, unfortunately, getting hit on in the workplace is more common than I'd think it would be. But apart from that, it's not too bad within my workplace. But I do get comments outside of work, unfortunately. Getting a hit on at work, um, of course, is you know, not appropriate. You're trying to do your job. What kind of impact does it have when you you sort of feel like someone's asking to date you or something and you're just trying to get through the day? Um, I, don't, I don't love it, obviously, because I'm there to work and I'm not there for relationships or anything like that. But I do... I can get past it because I can just ignore it or there are people at work that I can go to for support. So there is a structure in place for you to deal with, for for being able to say, you know, this has happened, I don't feel comfortable with this? Yeah, definitely. I've got people at work I'm comfortable talking with and a woman from a apprenticeship company rings me about every fortnight asking if I'm going all right in the workplace or if there's anything she needs to deal with. And Christina, you just heard the perspective there of Jessie. Is that kind of standard? Oh, yeah, look, I think everyone everyone has a slightly sorry, Jessie. Everyone has a slightly different experience. You hear lots of stories of um, people who have a fine experience at work, like a great experience, like Jessie does. There are others who are faced with more challenges, and there are others who literally don't experience any problems at all. So it's just very varied experiences. Mm. So, Jessie, when you think about the sort of perfect workplace, what does it look like for you? Um, I would rather not be the only girl in the workshop. I think it would be good to have more, but I'd like without any discrimination, anyone hitting on me, just people working alongside each other. And even though you went in um, with low expectations and, of course, as you explained to me, you know, it's been better than you thought, but you've still obviously dealt with some sexism. Um, that's, you know, being in such a minority. Uh, why did you decide that it was still worth putting your hand up and doing this? Talk to me about the passion you had. Um, I just, so I've been working on cars with my brother, who's also a mechanic for a little while. And I found the opportunity to work at a dealership working on cars. 
and I didn't have anything else lined up. So honestly, I thought I may as well give it a go. And it's definitely coming out positively. What sort of things do you think we need to do, though, to get more women to join you so it's not just you? I think it needs to become aware that there's a lot of support for women in trades and not all workshops are bad. Especially, I love my workshop and I know I have so much support around being a female in a male trade and it's definitely a career that can be done by a female. Christina, final word to you. What do do the men you work with tell you about what they think about getting more women into construction? Are they thinking about this and what they need to do? Um, So I'm very fortunate. The business I work for is fantastic. Um, We're not treated. There are two females within my business of um, just under 70 employees. So we're not treated any differently. Um, We have a really great relationship with all of the men that work in our business. So I'm very fortunate, but I don't think I'd be able to stay at my place of work if it wasn't the case. Um, I have a fantastic boss who is so supportive of all the work I do with Nawik as well, which is fantastic and enables me to do so much good in speaking out about women in construction. Um, so I just think that um, a key key piece that's going to make a difference is education, just making everyone aware of what does need to change, what can be done to make better and sharing good news stories of what businesses are doing um, because it could trigger someone else in another business to go, oh, we can really easily adapt that too. And it's those small changes that will just make huge changes in the long run in um, making workplaces more inclusive and supportive for everyone. Thank you so much to both of you. A really interesting conversation. I hope you have a good International Women's Day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy International Women's Day. That's Christina Yakupis, who's the chair of the National Association of Women in Construction, and Jessie McCorkle, who's the, who is a first-year mechanical automotive apprentice. You're listening to ABCRM Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.